I have had a wonderful time this week thinking about angels. Here at St. James, where each year we ring in the fall season with the return of our beloved choir and music and scripture full of angel glory and celebration of St. Michael and all angels, I've been waking up more and more to the importance of angels. For instance, I've learned that angels appear in Scripture 200 times. They show up constantly, and yet we seldom speak of them. We did speak of them this week, though, Father John and I. It's such a joy now that he's in the office right next to mine. So I leaned around the corner and I said, how do you feel about angels? <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> That's called sermon trolling. <laughs> and he offered up a marvelous and new to me set of writings from someone named Mother Alexandra, an Orthodox nun, formerly Princess Ileana of Romania, no less, who founded an Eastern Orthodox monastery here in the United States, wrote extensively about theology informed by scripture and the writings of the early church fathers and she wrote about angels and although she sternly begins her book by warning that angels are a great mystery and we can know almost nothing about them she goes on to say a lot about them and i've learned so much like did you know that at least according to the church fathers and mother alexandra each angel has a, an individual character and a free will of his own and that they are pure spirit not confined by time or space not young or old and although without human form they can take on the semblance of human form and, and I wonder if maybe they can inhabit us temporarily. I don't know. They, they are present in this world and interested in us, watching us, witnessing our lives, yet we can seldom see or perceive them. They are, according to Mother Alexandra, beauty, love, life, and action welded into perfection. They care about us here on earth. They care about us as heralds of God, messengers, guides, guardians, mentors, protectors, and comforters. And Mother Alexandra quotes from the book of Ezekiel, these living creatures, angels, came and went vivid as lightning flashes. She calls them flashes of the light and strength of the Almighty Lord. And I learned, maybe you knew this, but I didn't know, that angels fall into three broad categories, three choirs, if you will. And the first choir is made up of seraphim, cherubim, and thrones. And they are focused entirely on praising God. So imagine that our gorgeous choir, welcome back choir, is this first choir in heaven okay this is the first choir the second choir 
This one is made up of dominions, virtues, and powers. And these angels serve as the governors of space and the stars. So let's imagine that this side of the room, you are the governors of space and the stars, the second choir of angels. And, and here, finally, the third choir. This is made up of principalities, archangels, and angels. And your job is to focus on us here on earth. So again, let's imagine that this side of the room, these are the angels, archangels, and principalities, the third choir. Don't worry, I'm not asking for you to sing like choirs of angels, although some of us can. <laughs> but I wanted to just conjure a sense of this vast confederation of otherworldly brilliance and celebrate our archangel today, Michael, the greatest leader of the heavenly host. One early church leader in the first century, living not long after Jesus died, he was a judge turned bishop named Dionysus the, I cannot say this word, Areopagite. All right, Father John, what is it? Areopagite, Areopagite, say it five times, Areopagite. And he gave us the most beautiful description of angels. Listen to this. An angel is an image of God, a manifestation of the invisible light, a burnished mirror, bright, untarnished, without spot or blemish, receiving all the beauty of the absolute divine goodness and kindling in itself with unalloyed radiance, the goodness of the secret silence, the secret silence, God. I love that kindling within itself. Okay, so what do we got so far? Three choirs of angels, boom, 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 and of them, angels and archangels looking out for us. They're manifestations of God, flashes of light, like lightning. The church fathers also say that angels are necessary for pouring out the vast goodness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As St. Cyril said, to expand and extend the glory of the Trinity. And did you know that we pray about them every week? Mother Alexandra reminds us that in the words of the Nicene, prayer, uh, Nicene Creed, we hear about angels. You know, it says, we believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. How many unseen angels are we talking about? In the book of Revelation, it says myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands. I'm thinking countless angels. This week, you heard Ed read that epic story of Archangel Michael with all the angels battling Satan an angel turned away from God, turned in the wrong direction. And turning away from God as he did, Satan 
uses his free will to sin. Angels can sin just like humans sin. And what a powerful moment in the story when the dragon, Satan, falls out of heaven and crashes down to earth, becoming our problem now. This story of war in heaven and angels and a dragon and the story from the first lesson today with that image of angels ascending and descending a ladder to heaven and all that Mother Alexandra has to say about angels, what does it mean for us in our lives today? I think it all adds up to a powerful expression of God's vast love for us. Among many powerful expressions of God's vast love for us, God made us, that's love. God sent Jesus to live and die for us, that's extraordinary love. And God sent the Holy Spirit to continue to teach and guide us, that's abiding love. And God surrounds us with myriads of myriads of angels, bands of angels, choirs of angels, all the celestial power and warmth and presence and attention and care for us. So as simple as it may sound, angels are another way to love us. You know, the music that you are hearing the choir sing today, it's drenched in angels, angels praising God, angels comforting us, bringing peace, driving out evil, defending us, and ridding heaven of Satan. So much angel industry and angel glory, so grand. And when I was small, my mother used to sing my brothers and sisters and me bedtime songs, and we each had our own song, and my song was an old spiritual called Angels Watching Over Me. I don't know if you know it, but I know someone who can sing a few bars. Thank you, Nancy, and welcome to the choir. <laughs> that beautiful chorus is wrapped around verses that, that are the children's prayer, Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. And even in a family like mine, which had no religion whatsoever, angels were on the job, called up, conjured in that lullaby. Mother Alexandra says that even though angels surround us so much of the time, our spiritual perception of them is, is undeveloped, dull. So what if we were to develop it? 
What if we were to watch for them the way they watch for us? What would we see? I think we'd see the mysterious people who come into our lives for a moment and see us in a special way. Moments with strangers we never meet again, chance conversations with people that we never forget and that end up changing the direction of our lives, individuals seemingly out of nowhere comforting us, saving the day in moments of our greatest vulnerability and fear, calling us into more awareness, more life, these flashes of light. Jacob, we hear today, on the run and lost, falls asleep with his head on a stone and dreams of angels. Angels who are expressions, again, of God's care. And he hears God's voice in the midst of all those angels saying, I will not leave you until I've done what I have promised you. So, open your eyes to see these wonder workers in our midst and feel them as they draw near. Amen.